Bammers is sponsored by Dead Soxy. Best damn socks in the world. Period. What does it take to be a super fan? My whole life was scheduled around football. I would schedule classes not to have on Friday so I could get out of town. Everyone likes to be part of something that's bigger than them. Being an Alabama football super fan takes dedication. On the big games like LSU, Auburn, whatever, I would line up the night before, if not earlier, and spend the night outside in front of the stadium. How much does the Crimson Tide mean to you? College football is great because people go crazy over it. And part of going crazy for some people is to dress funny and act funny, right? We painted a script on my face, and it was on TV, and people thought it was the coolest thing ever. I never imagined I would go to nearly every game with makeup on. The fact that there's 100,000 people in this stadium, what, 20,000 students, and they recognized me. And I thought that was pretty cool. All these other students started sitting by me because they knew they'd get on TV. So I was recognized, and like that always felt good. It was fun to be a local celebrity in a small town. We never think about the financial and social costs of being a superfan to spend nearly every waking minute of your life cheering on Bama. The first hour or so is kind of cool, but after doing it for eight hours, you know, before the game, during the game, and after, um, it gets pretty exhausting. I'm Ben Flanagan. Welcome to Bammers. What the? So what do you think? What is that? I painted my face. You painted your face? Yeah. Why? Well, you know, support the team. Well, you can't walk around like that. Well, why not? Because it's insane. Oh, hey, you gotta let them know you're out there. This is the playoffs. What do I mean by superfan? Does it mean somebody who wears a costume and paints their face, camps out for front row seats, screams their head off until the final whistle blows? Well, yes and no. You can be a superfan without wearing a costume or painting your face. It's all about the attitude, the passion, the loyalty, everything that makes somebody a genuine fan of the team they love. But this idea of quote-unquote superfan, this sort of unofficial mascot, someone who goes the extra mile in wanting their presence known at a game, there's more to it than showing up with that passion. You make a choice to wear that uniform, and it calls attention to you. Sometimes that brings with it a modicum of fame. The CBS and ESPN cameras turn on you. Your picture winds up on the front page of the newspaper. Fans want to take selfies with you. It all comes with the territory. And so what does the average Alabama fan think of the super fan? When you and I were growing up and coming through, we had those guys that would come to games and they had like the the tied detergent boxes with the roll of toilet paper on top, right? That was sort of my first vision into what I guess you're calling a Superfan. Ascot Friday is an Alabama fan who uses an alias on Twitter. He's as passionate as they come, but he doesn't really fall into the category of a superfan. And I remember uh, thinking, oh, that's kind of funny, and also they really want to be on TV and all that. And and, uh, and now we have people like uh, the ring hat guy that shows up at uh, SEC media days or or, you know, and every every fan base has a different, you know, oh, yeah, the, the guys from Georgia that wear the shoulder pads and paint their faces and stuff. And, 
is your question like what do I think of that behavior? Yeah, I mean, you know, how do you feel about it in general? I mean, do you admire that level of dedication? Do you think it's silly? Is it just part of it? It's part of it, right? I, I, I like it. Uh, I, I wouldn't ever do it. I mean, I don't think I've ever painted up for a game. And, I, you know, I enjoyed when we were in school being part of uh, the, the student section right behind the goal at Alabama basketball games. And we do all kind of crazy things while you're in college, while you can get away with acting like a fool and then move on. But do I have any judgment for these fans that act that way? No. But, I, like, for instance, I was just at the Alabama-Texas A&M game. There was a guy wearing a ring hat. Uh, I would never wear a ring hat, but I don't begrudge guys that want to wear the ring hat. What I think is funny is what sells, you know, magazines, of, you know, years ago when they actually had magazines, or what gets clicks a lot of times is, well, there's a passion there for college football. Look at the passion that these people have. I really, really admire this passion. But then if that passion makes them paint their face or or wear a ring hat or something, it turns into, look at these idiots that, that dress this way or act this way. And it's like, well, you can't have it both ways. College football is great because people go crazy over it. And part of going crazy for some people is to dress funny and act funny, right? So I like it. Overall, I like it. So how does one become a super fan? For us, it was pretty accidental, I think. Um, we were just trying to have a good time um, and enjoy the, the shoeless season as much as we could because we knew that any victories and things weren't necessarily guaranteed or high frequency of happening. So we wanted to have something fun to do. It was just something we were doing. Ben Baxter is from Dothan. He went to the University of Alabama from 2005 to 2010. He was a super fan four out of those five seasons. After dressing up during Mike Shula's last season, Baxter and his friends rolled out their costumes for Nick Saban's first A-Day, where 92,000 fans showed up, many of whom noticed the new superfans and wanted to meet them. That is when things changed. We were well known from that point, so uh, we had some you know, anonymous nature, I guess, of it the first year, and then after that, there was a bit of expectation to, to be there and um, represent, the, I guess, the student body and the favor if you will, um, represent well there. He had a big crimson and white afro that he ordered online. He wore ski goggles and crimson and white overalls and looked like an Alabama downhill skier. People definitely call me a super fan, but I never did it for that. Like, I never thought when I was doing it that I was a super fan. I kind of just thought I was normal, you know? Like, it was just kind of who I was. Hannah Stevens was born in Chilton County, but raised in Squim, Washington. She attended UA from 2010 until 2015. She was on the row team at Alabama and became friends with other athletes on campus, including football players. It was just an awesome experience all around to kind of get to support the team and just kind of love them in. And it was, it was just fun, like just kind of getting to, I guess, showcase my energy in that. But I really just did it for the players. I mean, I did it just to show support and fire the the fans up and anything I could at that point, you know, just to try to get the fans to stay all 60 minutes, I guess. She earned the nickname Alabama Sign Girl. On top of painting a script A on her face and wearing a cape and knit hat, she always had a homemade sign with something clever written on it, like Tom Brady's footballs are harder than Ohio State's schedule or Ronda Rousey's fights lasted longer than Auburn's chance at a national title. My very first game on campus, I painted my face 
and glued up a mohawk. And then that next Monday, my picture was on the cover of the CW, which was shocking to me. Nick Reimer is an Alabama graduate who lives in New York. He came to UA in 1998. His superfan tenure lasted from Mike Dubose to Mike Shula. He had a mohawk, sunglasses, painted his face. He wore a crimson jersey, number 14, for Tyler Watts. He even wore shoulder pads under the jersey. I didn't give myself the name. Just immediately I became super fan. It was fun. And so I was like, I never imagined I would do it because I was in school for the better part of four and a half years. So like five football seasons. I never imagined I would go to almost nearly every game with makeup on. And so you're you're standing up during the entire game, I assume, because you're in the student section. Are you like are you like uh, screaming the whole time? Are you leading cheers? What exactly I'm are you doing? Screaming the whole time. I used to always headbang through basket case when the band played it during the fourth quarter. There was a group of us who would always like do little mosh pits, and anytime we scored a touchdown, if there was a field goal, we would do just a mini mosh. Lifted people up to do some crowd surfing. I didn't really lead that many cheers at the football game. I was just there. I never left early. Yeah, and so, I mean, man, you, you had like the most thankless run as a super fan ever. The fact that you're going you're going to the, all these awful games and you're suffering through it with these sort of miserable Alabama football seasons. I mean, what kept you going? Like, why why did you stay so dedicated and why did you like doing it? Because, I mean... Is it because you loved? Is it because you loved Alabama football and Alabama sports? Was it just fun I to do? I love Alabama football, so I moved to Alabama in second grade, and you know the immediate question was Auburn or Alabama, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And I had one friend who was a friend all the way from second grade to the time I graduated high school, but he was an Alabama fan who, like, his family went to games, and like every Monday for years, he would tell me about it. So like I. I became an Alabama fan. It was only one of two schools I applied to. Like, I was going to go to Alabama. And I thought I would do this fun thing. Once you're in the, like, Alabama athletics kind of family, you kind of get to know everybody. Benjamin Smith is from Sarasota, Florida. He's an Alabama graduate working as a photographer in Tuscaloosa. He did videography work for the Bama gymnastics team as a student. So I started going to a lot of a lot of games, like stuff I, pro- I probably wouldn't wouldn't have normally gone gone to, like Alabama volleyball, Alabama soccer, track and field. So so yeah, a whole lot of everything because I knew the people. The environment was so cool that I just kept showing up to the stuff. And I don't, oh gosh, I'm trying to figure out what when the super fan stuff started. I think that started for volleyball because. I met somebody, like my very first year, I met someone who was kind of already just kind of a bit of a super fan just for volleyball. I kind of joined joined into that, but I was like, oh, we should have like stuff like this for like more things. And that was around the time that Crimson Chaos was kind of just getting off the ground because they decided, well, let's make this Crimson Chaos thing be like all Alabama sports. I think, yeah, that's when the super fan started because that's when I first started painting up. <laughs> he painted his face red, white, and black. He wore several championship rings, waved Alabama flags, and he even wore a red Civil War-style cap. The first time I was ever asked to like, have pictures taken was probably around 2012 or so, because I'd been going to most of the games by then. This is still well before I had enough money to like travel or anything, so I was watching the SEC championship game, the Georgia game, in Tuscaloosa. And when we won, everyone kind of, you know, like, pours out onto the strip. 
everyone's celebrating. And I had made the decision, I'll just, it was probably the last sports thing that I'm going to be doing until we, before we all go home for break, and I still got some paint left. So I basically did my whole game day, game day get up for, to just watch a game in a bar. <laughs> and so while we were all out on the ship, people started asking, like, take pictures of me. And they're like, hey, hey, you're the guy from the game, from all the football games. They're like, yeah. And that was the first time it really hit me that people actually knew what this was. Stick around for more Bammers. Step into fall in style. You really need to experience the difference a quality sock makes. This is the first step in dressing for the job you want, not the job you have. From no-shows to the boardroom, or you just want to showcase your own style, Dead Soxy has your feet covered. Go to deadsoxy.com and enter the code BAMMERS at checkout to receive 25% off all orders. I wasn't, a, I wasn't really a local celebrity, but I was a person of note. And that feels good in a small town. And, like, people would recognize me without the makeup and the cape. You know, mostly because at the time I was probably the only person in town with a mohawk. So I was recognized. And, like, that always felt good. It was fun to be a local celebrity in a small town. It was overwhelming for me because I've always been, like, a I don't want the attention type person. Like, to me, I was in a, like, I know I was getting attention, but I felt like it wasn't me. You know, like, you have on the face paint. It became stressful some games because there was so much pressure to come up with a clever sign because after that sign, every week, fans, like, literally, all the students would come by, take pictures of my pictures. ESPN and CBS, depending who was broadcasting the game, would come up to me before the game and say, hey, what's your sign going to say? We either going to open or close the game with you. And so they always had a camera by me. And so then, once that kind of happened, all these other students started sitting by me because they knew they'd get on TV. And so it was just, it, it was so much fun, though. Like, I wouldn't change any of that thing. It helped me mature and learn how to handle pressure and learn how to handle that kind of publicity because I was, what, I guess 20 at the time? So it was awesome. I mean, I never did it for that attention. Like, I, I, that's what I've always wanted people to know about me is I never became the U.S. Sign for fame. Like, that was never my heart. It just happened. And because of that, the Lord has used it to really change my life. Like, I feel like I'm able to do what I'm doing today because of the experiences of people I met as being the U.S. Girl. It was kind of a work day. The first hour or so, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, but after doing it for eight hours, you know, before the game, during the game, and after, um, it gets pretty exhausting. So uh, that part I don't miss. But I do miss being able to, you know, make people's day by taking a picture with them so they can share it on their social media or whatever they had at the time. But the long days of it, I, I don't miss that aspect, actually. I assume that there's probably a, a, a pretty significant financial cost. There's probably a time cost. And I'm sure in ways there can be a social cost, too, because, I mean, you're having to dedicate so much time to this. And, and you're having you're having to get to games early. You're having to stay late. You're having to put all of this effort into it to entertain other people, entertain yourself. Like, can you tell me just a little bit about any sort of cost that goes into it that people don't think about? My whole life with scheduled around football. I would schedule classes not to have on Friday so I could get out of town. And so it would always be like, who do we know in this town? What couch can we sleep on? Like trying to do it as cheap as possible. Every Friday night, I would go to the Walmart on Skyland Boulevard and I would get my poster board, my flag red paint. Sometimes I had to get black outline or white, whatever it may be. And I got all my posters. The Walmart workers 
through me at that point. Like, you know, they had been doing it for three years, and I would get that. In 2010, everyone lined up, like, hours before the game to get a good seat in the lower bowl. If you weren't there two, three hours before, you were going to get an upper bowl seat. It was just known. And so I had that mentality for the rest of my college career. So I always wanted my – they called it a pedestal. I don't even remember how it started that I stood on that thing, but I did. And it was something I was known for. I mean, there were games where I lined up over 25, 24 hours early. Uh, just, I sat outside the gate to make sure no one got my spot. I wore the same outfit, even when I lost a lot of weight. Sweatsuit I wore. I wore it every single game. It was an Alabama sweatsuit with a roll tied shirt, roll in the front, tied on the back. And I painted my face once I entered the stadium. I learned how to do it myself. I had to do it backwards because in the mirror, you have to do it backwards because obviously you're doing it backwards and looking in the mirror. Right. It was just, I had a systematic routine every single game. So on the smaller games, I would get there probably six, seven hours early. Um, I would get in my line, walk to Starbucks, get a snack. I get a coffee and then must in and head back to the stadium. And on the big games like LSU, Auburn, whatever, I would line up the night before, if not earlier, and spend the night outside in in front of the stadium at the gate, the student gate. Game days for me were exhausting because more than likely I'd already been up twenty five hours, twenty four, twenty five hours before the game even started. So that that actually got easier over time. So initially we had a lot of uh, eleven o'clock games, and so it required us getting up very early. Um, preparing ourselves, uh, my, my friend Jacob, who was, he was Bama man, he had to put on his makeup and everything, and his hair dyed to get everything just right for his, his costume. And so that required us getting up pretty early on those, um, that 2006-2007 season. Um, but then as the team got better, um, our games were later in the day, so 2.30 CBS time slot, or the, the late evening ESPN time slot. We could spend more time on the quad. We could spend more time just traveling. Coming early to games, is pivotal because if you want to sit in that front that front area, you got to be there really early, even if it's a nobody game, like at least an hour before kickoff. Not just an hour before, no, an hour before they open the student gates. So that's a minimum of three hours you have to show up before the game starts. And that will eat into your, you know, tailgate time, time you want to hang out with friends and stuff before the game. So there's a few games where I was like, oh, I wish I, not, not I wish I didn't do this because I love what I do. But it was more of a, man, I wish I could, you know, hang out with my friends before the game and then do this. What did you get out of it? Like, why was it worth all of that time and all of that dedication and effort? Like, what what was it about it that kept you doing it and keeps you doing it? I think what kept me doing it was the first year I did it, I was with, I'm trying to remember the student group. Of, oh, yeah, FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Afterwards, one of the foot, one of the foot, few football players who show up to that on like a day, on like a regular basis, came and said, "Hey, you're the you're the guy with the, all the face paint who's on the front." Because apparently, if you look at some of the older Alabama clips, it, it used to be like a tradition for like people to paint up and spell words and stuff. That kind of stopped around like '09 or so. That was like the last time like a whole crew would do it. So I was there all by myself, and he 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 mentioned it, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." The fact that. There's like a hundred thousand people in this in in our stadium. What twenty thousand students, and they recognized me, and I thought that was pretty cool. And I think that's what's kept me doing it throughout. Yeah, throughout my college career here, and it's a pretty cool, just a pretty cool thing to know. Like everyone likes to be part of something that's bigger than them. I probably would have done it anyways. I don't know if I would have bought into it as quickly if if he hadn't said anything or if no one had really said anything. I'm like stuff, video stuff. They, stuff they really want to show to recruits. So apparently, I'm in one of those shots. 
what what did your family think of it or like what do they think of it when when they see you like whether it's on tv or in photos or just whatever the fact that you're you're putting so much of your time into this oh they think i'm crazy but like in a good way (laughs) my mom thinks it's ridiculous my dad thinks it's cool all she worries about is like my as long as i'm not as long as i'm not taking too much money into this she's cool with it Oh, I for sure think it was worth it. I mean, I never, I ne- when, when I was doing it, I never questioned it. I had people question me and question why am I doing this. But yeah, I just did it. I mean, it was just who I was. It was, I mean, if I could, if I, I would still do it today if I could. Like, as, you know, as a broadcaster, you have to be professional and have to be non-biased. But if I could still be Ray Sunday today and do those, those same things, I would do it in a heartbeat. I loved it. I never once regretted it. I mean, I had got, I got the flu by, Sophomore year, when, or I forget what year it was, it must have been sophomore, junior, junior. When I was on my last night of sickness at LSU, I had the flu that day because I, we had sat out the night before, you know, it was freezing. So, I mean, to me, it was just, it was always worth it. I can remember when I was maybe in middle school, there was a SI cover with some of the Duke super fans on it. And I can remember being fascinated by that. And that was probably stuck in my brain for a very long time. Because... I was never going to be a football star. And it was like, it was my way of being part of the whole experience. And then when I've met people who like, who played in my era, they're like, oh yeah, I know who you are. Like before, I'm like, hi, I'm Nick. And it was like, you may, and I was like, no, you're super fan. I know who you are. Like they knew who I was. I knew who they were. Like it was like a weird camaraderie. Like we were all, we were just all in it together, especially all the, the fans that stuck around during my era. Like we kept showing up. How do you channel that now? Like that's extreme passion, right? Like that's again extreme dedication. Like once you're once you're done and you hang up your cape and you're in your shoulder in your children's shoulder pads, how do you get that? Like is is it something that you still seek? Is that in the past? What what exactly? How does that work for you now? Uh, hanging it up was really hard. People always wanted me like pull it out after I graduated, and I was like, hey, it's done. It's over. It's not my time anymore. It was really hard to like start going to games as a civilian and it felt really weird and it felt really weird like when I couldn't get student tickets and like I was poor and couldn't like go to games and watching them on TV when we'd been going to them for a long time before I started working for the university. Yeah, it was actually kind of surreal the, la- the first game I went after graduating just as like a regular person. It was, al- it was almost weird to be like there, to like hear the music and stuff playing as you're going into the, as you're going into the game because it, they usually start only, only a couple hours before the game. It, it's, it's hard to describe. It's, a, it's an odd feeling for me to go to the games at a regular time. <laughs> I don't seek that anymore. Like I'm 38 years old. I don't need to be running around in a cape. Thank God. There, it, it would be sad if I did that now. But now I just have to, I still kind of plan my life around at least watching football. I live in New York now. I teach undergrad. I own a gallery. I'm an artist. Like, there's always stuff going on. So, like, I don't ever really anymore get out to watch games with people. I I have a couple friends over when I have time. But there's lots of times I end up having to, like, watch the game on my phone at an event. I loved every minute of it. And it, like... Alabama football is such a, like a shared group experience that it's fun to be a part of. And like all those memories get to last forever. And that's like my favorite part of it. Like dressing up and like going, like they gave me a reason to go to games and like meet people I would have never met and opened up a lot of weird doors of, of things. 
Thanks to Ben Baxter, Ascot Friday, Nick Reimer, Benjamin Smith, and Hannah Stevens. Join us as we continue our deep dive into Alabama football's fascinating fan culture on Bammers. Bammers is produced and hosted by Ben Flanagan for AL.com. You can find all episodes and other bonus content on iTunes, Google Play, and at AL.com slash Bammers. Thanks for listening. Additional audio from NBC Universal. If you like the show, please rate and review on Apple or wherever you download your podcasts. Tired of dress socks that won't stay up? No shows that slip in your loafer? Dead Soxy has applied its patent pending technology to ensure you don't have to experience either of those issues. You really need to experience the difference a quality sock makes. Visit deadsoxy.com. That's D E A D S O X Y.com. And enter the code BAMMERS at checkout to receive 25% off all orders.